Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Rob Woodbridge and Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 264. We are recording this live December 22nd. That is a Tuesday afternoon of the year 2015. There are so few of those left. My name is Rob Woodbridge from Untether.tv, located in the tropical paradise of Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Come on up and bring your bikini. Join me. (laughs) (laughs) Joined with me, as usual, 264 consecutive episodes now. Yes, it is Asif Khan of the Location-Based Marketing Association in Toronto, balmy, uh, bright Toronto at the moment. It is ridiculous how warm it is. It's crazy. But hey... That's, uh, that's just what you get for uh, global warming and El Ninos and all this crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, definitely not a white Christmas here. No, no, no such thing here. I have this debate uh, incessantly with my family about when I can't remember the last green Christmas. And then, of course, I was flipping through, uh, you know, I use Memoir. Remember that app, Memoir, yep. that we covered here? It's a great app, by the way. And I was flipping through Memoir, and there it was from this day, four years ago, I took a picture of my front lawn, green grass. There you go. But... I'll have you say that on Christmas Eve, we got hammered with like 15 centimeters of snow. So we woke up on Christmas morning. It was a white Christmas. There you so, go. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I think it's been 10 years since we've had yeah. a green Christmas. Well, they're, they're, they're actually, you know what they're calling for on Christmas Eve here? What? It put a possible thunderstorm. Thunderstorm in Toronto. You're going to get flooding yeah. in Toronto. Thunderstorm on Christmas Eve. There well, you go. Wherever you are, you should, you should take solace in the fact that, you know, we don't complain about this because Christmas Eve here which is this coming Thursday, two days from this very day, the 24th of December. For those of you who do not know, it is going to be 16 degrees and sunny in Ottawa. So if you do that in Fahrenheit, that's like 64 Fahrenheit. Yeah. On December 24th. Crazy. It's just crazy. Anyhow. I do not know how Santa is going to land his reindeer on my lawn without leaving marks. (laughs) You better bring a raincoat. This is it. So, hey, welcome. Uh, This is uh, This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Asif, before we get into any of the things here, because we've got 10 stories, we've got a great guest in Gary Johnson from Esri, Australia. Of course, this entire episode is sponsored today. This episode is brought to you by Samsung. Go to insights.samsung.com. We'll talk a little bit more about that because we've got a great resource from them. And you've got a personal story about Samsung. Um... But I got a question for you because guess what I'm hearing again, Asif? We didn't talk about this before. But I'm hearing grumblings that that Foursquare is in trouble, in peril. They're raising a down (laughs) round. uh, Like I was just two, like five episodes I was ago. I was like, hey, you know, because we were at Retail Loco, Foursquare's back, baby, and data. And and then it's like, what am I hearing about this? Is this like they're, they're trying to retrench and focus on the data and and the uh, predictive data stuff? They're trying to keep my prediction, you know, to come true. That's that's it. They've got a few days left to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what other what else can we do? Hey, you know what? Let's bankrupt the company so Asif is right. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's an ongoing story. We have to watch this. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm sure in, in our in our uh, prediction show um, coming up next week. But uh, just I, I, like I'm I'm perplexed by these guys. They got to find a business. That's the problem, right? They got to find a business. Silence. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I'm going to leave that alone until the prediction show. Okay, fair enough. So uh, what's been going on with the LBMA? Nothing, right? Nothing. We're all done through the holiday parties. All, everything's wrapped up. Um, you know, the only thing I'll say is, is just keep an eye on the uh, LBMA website, the events page, because the chapters around the world are starting to... Uh, 
you know, um, send me all their event listings and what's going on. New York has already planned the entire 2016, uh, so they're all up on the uh, on the calendar now. And there's some interesting events, like they're they're doing an event on how location based marketing is going to be used in the uh, U.S. election. Uh, they've got uh, an event on sports and location based marketing uh, in the I think in May or something like that. So there's there's some interesting uh, events coming up. Um, you know, around the world, and uh, we're we're in the middle of uh, new chapter planning and a bunch of other things. So it's going to be a busy 2016. But uh, just keep your eye on that events page, and and you'll you'll be in the know. In the know, and of course, subscribe to the uh, newsletter, the LBMA newsletter as yes. well, and you'll get those in your inbox as well. Exactly. Thelbma.com forward slash events. Well, I got nothing, and it's been a pretty. So been, should we jump into the stories? Yeah, it's been a pretty quiet uh, December. You know, nothing, nothing whatsoever, except for like you know maybe still on a high from you know getting Springsteen tickets. I, I don't know, like you know, hey. yeah, Christmas yeah. is coming around the around the uh, yeah. around the corner. So let's just do this, man. Okay, shall we? Yes. All right. It says Asif eagerly. Yes. Stop yik yakking. Stop yik yakking. <laughs> oh, wow. AK, bringing it yeah. this, this day again. Nice transition. Mm. These are the top five industry news stories of the week presented to you on behalf of Samsung. Go to insights.samsung.com for insane, impartial, very, very, very strategic and, and uh, you know, Thought Leadership Articles uh, at insights.samsung.com. They are, of course, the sponsor of this episode of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. And our first story involves, well, yik-yak. It's something that I like to do personally, but this is something completely different. This is this is actually yik-yak, uh, not yik-yak. It's about a company called Membo that is, that is really trying to become like yik-yak. Um, but really for tr for trendy local discovery. And this, I, I, I've never used Membo because I live in Ottawa. I don't live in San Francisco. I don't live in the Mission area. And that's really where this is. There's like a couple of areas in San Francisco where this is uh, actually uh, dominant. But it's a fusion between uh, like neighborhood social network networking apps like Nextdoor and local discussion apps like Yik Yak. And it's kind of a combination of those things. And it's got this location component about the venues that you're talking about brought into you by Foursquare, which we just talked a little bit about. It's split into three areas, um, not the app, but the three services. They're called uh, Pulse, Shout, and Spots. And what's weird about this is this has been a predominantly web-based technology, old school desktop browser-based technology, but they've just launched an app. They've just launched an app. Like recently, like like within like this month of December, they've launched their first app, and it is uh, really um, I, I'm not sure how to describe this because if you haven't used it, it's very difficult to describe. But you can picture it in your mind as like you know the way the classifieds and the newspapers dominated in the early days as a discussion board, as a way to you know send messages back and forth, and that's ultimately what these guys are doing. So Pulse is where the bulk of the community discussion takes place. It's kind of around, uh, you know, locations inside of a specific neighborhood. Shout is pretty much exactly what we're talking about with Yik Yak. It's a spot for people to say anything and uh, proclaim anything and uh, and answer any questions that people might have. And then Spot is pretty much what I was talking about with Foursquare. It's an ability to bring, they brought in Foursquare to find places inside of the neighborhood that you are in. So their hope is that they bring you into the app to find a location and then carry on conversations around those locations. So even if it doesn't work in your neighborhood, you'll still have the um, a little bit more of 
an augmented Foursquare feed that is uh, that is available. So that's it. That's uh, that's Membo. Membo. Membo, Membo, Membo. And you can get that. I think you can get that somewhere. Like uh, joinmembo.com. Joinmembo.com. There you go. First time, ask Steve that they've got an app. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Apps. I think they're making a comeback. <laughs> they're on the rise. They're on the rise. Yes. 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 All right. Membo. Membo him. Membo. All right. Uh, our next story is about a company called Nav Ads uh, BV, and they partnered with Moz, M-O-Z. And uh, this is an interesting partnership. So Nav Ads is a company that has focused on... Um, I'll, I'll call it uh, local search data accuracy. Uh, in, in, you know, when you're searching for things through navigation systems in cars, in particular. And so we we know all there's tons of issues out there around the quality and the accuracy of local data. Um, we hear it all the time. You know, from a mobile advertising perspective, from a you know search engine perspective, uh, but not so much from a you know when you're searching for things through your car navigation system and so that's really the space that NavAds is focused on and you might remember a guy named Gideon Rubin that we've talked about on this show a while back and uh, he used to he was the CEO of a company called Local Market Launch and he's left Local Market Launch to go be the chief strategy officer at this company called NavAds so uh, so um, that's where Gideon's at these days if you're looking for him but um, so they've got this partnership now so what's happening is is they're uh, taking their information, their data sets, and blending that with Moz, uh, who is a search agency that ha has their own location data uh, uh, piece. And so basically, it's all about you know, improving uh, for search marketers uh, you know, and optimizing the data that you're getting through these, um, you know, through these queries, and especially when it's being driven through navigation systems. So again, it's just a partnership between two um, you know, important players in the local search discovery uh, um, kind of community, but focused around uh, navigation uh, search in particular. Um, and and Navaz is, is, you know, the company has been around for, for a while. They've got partnerships with TomTom, with Factual, with, um, you know, a number of, uh, of players in the space already. And, uh, you know, this this will just add to that. I know they work with Here Maps and Nokia and Apple and all those guys as well. So, um but but I love when you see you know companies not trying to compete but to partner and, and work with each other to kind of support one another and just you know take one piece of data and add it to another piece of data and you end up with something that's just much more accurate, much more complete, um, and that's what you see here between Moz and uh, NavAds. So there you go. All right, our third story is about WayRay. If you've never heard of WayRay, they're bringing the first holographic navigation system uh, to the United States. This is for your car. This is for the car. So I have an older car. At least I, I, I didn't realize it was old until I tried to take it back, and they're like, hey, you know, your, your car's pretty old. And I'm like, well, it is the 2007. And then I realized it's 2015. That's old, man. It is old. I don't have a Bluetooth anything in there. Nothing. Nothing. And certainly, I don't have a, a heads-up display or anything like that. So here, so you wear the headset in the car, like the you know the little Bluetooth piece. Is that what you do? I have a little box that's right up there on, on my visor, right? Ah, uh, okay. You're right. So I, I end up like if you're watching this, you'll see it. But it, picture me like straining in my seat to talk into that little box. It's really safe. It's very yeah. very safe. I used to have one of those. It's pathetic. And then they you work. then you upgraded to it. They work, but you know, like, like like the speakers are a bit wonky on them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I always, I always. It sounds like you're in a tunnel. But that's what I always figure is that that look. You know what? Um, when I'm speaking, that person must be like, 
<laughs> that's what they hear. Because yeah. that's what I hear. And it yeah. and it's just never productive. So anyways, but yeah. that's what I have. And I certainly don't have a heads up display like this. I have nothing, no technology in this. In fact, I still have a little button that says sat. Remember satellite radio? Mm-hmm. I, I have a car that it was like before mobile, BM, before mobile. Satellite radio was the future. <laughs> anyway, I hit it all the time and nothing happens. Doesn't that tell you something? But this these guys, Wayray, if you go to wayray.com, they have something that is built for me. That's Wayray, like, literally like way, W-A-Y, Ray, R-A-Y.com. They have something that's built for guys like me that have older cars reluctantly and are holding on to them because no car payment is good, by the way. I'm just telling you young folks out there. So this is a called Wayray Navian, and it is the first, first, first uh, holographic navigation system. And it is a box that sits up on your dashboard like in front of you, and it projects onto your um, onto your windscreen the road ahead that you're supposed to be taking. So it's got, like you know, when you're trying to get someplace, it's got little arrows that is supposed to take you along the road, and it literally takes you on the road. It doesn't just say, like, turn left, turn right. It's got this really cool thing that actually highlights the road and, and tells you which way to go and then turn, you know, it's, it's basically, uh, uh, you know, augmented reality on your dashboard. And it's, it's supposed to be, they say that this is the first time you don't need to have like a, you know, a HUD, a heads up display or goggles. I'm like anybody driving with goggles, with, you know, for heads up display is an idiot to begin with. And uh, you don't see many people doing that, but this is exactly what you would hoped it would be. It's a third party aftermarket piece of hardware that put, you put on your, uh, on your dashboard and, uh, it, it shows you the way it shows you the way um and it's made accessible through uh smartphones tablets whatever you want to do and uh it's it's basically it's also a um a pretty amazing uh technology that i would like to see come to fruition i'm not sure about battery power i'm not sure about how this works i'm not sure how what it has it can we get it in canada no i don't think you can us only right well, let, yeah, like uh, here, I'll go buy it right now. Let's just let's just do this experiment. Da, na, na, na. Give us some music, but it's really cool because it's 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 subtle, right? So it's got these yeah, little, no, I like it. little I chevrons, this. right, that show you uh, your, the distance. Um, but it, let's see if we have here anything. Can we buy it here? And uh, it's pretty slick. It's got a phone, so you can actually uh, respond. Oh, oh, that's what I forgot about one thing is that they have these. It has. Um, it has hand gestures and and voice control, so I can you can be driving and you can wave at it, and it and you know different things happen, like you know it answers what? the phone or calls or that kind of stuff, and it's because it's right in front of you. Um, they're doing pre-orders, so that's it. They're doing pre-orders. Okay, that's it. So maybe maybe you can. Doesn't say you can't get it, but you know, of course, and everything that we look at here, it's all like feet and miles and U.S. Route 101. So I'm going to assume that. It's probably not accessible, but it's pretty cool. Go to wayray.com forward slash Navion, N-A-V-I-O-N. It's, it's pretty cool. I, I like this kind of stuff, as I'm sure you do as well. I especially love it. for yeah. old cars like me. Yes, especially for old cars. Not old guys. Guys with old just, cars. Yeah, it's just the cars. Just the cars. Yeah. Just the All cars. right, our fourth story. Now, uh, thank you again to Samsung for Samsung. sponsoring show we love you um and we do have a resource later in the show um uh, specific to samsung but here's a story that i, I couldn't uh, leave alone that i thought was just cool uh we've all heard of the samsung galaxy tab s2 the tablet uh that they've got out there 
there's an 8-inch one, there's a 9.7-inch one, and uh, for this holiday season, uh, they've done something rather cool with these tablets. They basically strung together 100 Galaxy Tab S2 tablets and structured them in such a way that um, they laid them out in such a way to make it look like an upright piano. And then turn the screens into the keys on these pianos, cool. as well as you know the actual rest of the the piano structure. So you know a bunch of tablets, uh, you know, with images on them that make it the whole thing all together look like an upright piano. And then they uh, they brought in a, um, uh, a pianist named Mylene Klass. Uh, she's a classically trained pianist, and basically she's you know outperforming on this thing. And this is happening in in London. Uh, at the Spitalfields Market right now, and it's uh, it's running. Let me just check the dates on this. It's uh, I think it's running up until the twenty fourth, um, and I'm not sure if they're going to be moving this around. But it's it's basically happening right now. If you're in London, you can go to the Spittle, Spitalfields Market, and you can see uh, this you know upright piano made out of Samsung tablets, and basically this this classically trained pianist playing, um, you know whatever the composition is. You know, on on this tablet, it's it's amazing. I think this is you know fantastic marketing, um, and uh, they they say the value of this assembled tablet piano, they're estimating at about forty thousand U.S. dollars. So you contrast that to the price of actually like a, a real upright piano, and you know there's no comparison. But you can't. <laughs> I mean, it, it's pretty amazing to see that uh, that this is happening. So. Great, great stuff. Great marketing going on by uh, by Samsung to promote their uh, their Galaxy uh, Tablet S2. You know, the only thing that would have made that the best ever story was if they had gotten Roy uh, Bitten, who was the uh, keyboardist for the E Street Band. Roy, oh, there you go. Professor yeah, Roy. yeah. Professor. Yeah, that would have been that would have made that my favorite story of the year. I would have highlighted that. All right. Our, yeah. uh, hey, do you have any uh, do you have any shows that you're going to binge watch while you're off uh, between Christmas and New Year's? Do you do that? I don't, no, not really. I mean, I, 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 um, I, I've been thinking about. It. I've been. I, I, I'm not committed to it yet. But you know, everyone, everyone's talking about this show Empire. You know, yes, about yeah, the music yeah. industry, yeah. and I have not watched Empire. So, if I end up with like an entire day of free time, I think I'm going to go back and watch and binge watch Empire season one. Anyways, do you watch a House of Cards? Do you, do you, uh, do, you do that? Yeah, House of Cards, Game of Thrones, all that stuff. Have you have you ever uh, watched any of the uh, Jessica Jones episodes, the uh, Marvel uh, Jessica Jones show? No, no. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've heard mixed things. Of, it's pretty gritty, anyways. Um, but I mean, if you decide that you want to do this, to see if you know Netflix has you covered. It, it's not about the services that they provide. It's not about making sure that there's enough television shows for you to watch because we know that there are. Uh, I think what they're trying to do here is make sure that you do not fall asleep, or should you ever fall asleep, not miss anything that is important on the television show. I, I don't know how this works with a couple. Let me explain what it is. Is that th they have an open DIY portal for makers. And one of the things that they are going to help you make are a pair of socks that automatically turn off Netflix or pause the show that you're watching when you drift to sleep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So <laughs> I you, love it too. You can work on it by, by saying like you can customize your sock to begin with. So the design of your sock, that's where it comes in the show that you want, whether it's you know, whatever, House of Cards, whatever. You know, you get an American flag, an upside down American flag, just like the logo or uh, Jessica Jones because she's a photographer. You have a camera. 
So, or actually she's a sleuth. She's a, uh, a private investigator. So you have a camera. Um, and, and so you, you get that. And then they give you instructions on how to build the uh, circuitry that will actually pause the movie that you are watching at this moment. It's basically done over IR, so it's it's all stuff, but they say use Arduino and a bunch of other, you know, they, they'll walk you through it and they give you all the things that you need. And so when, the way it works is that you, you put your socks on and they're nice warm socks. And if you're, there's no movement for a certain amount of time, i.e. they think you're asleep, it pauses, it gives you a warning on the screen and says it's about mm. to pause, and then it actually pauses the show for you. So as you nap, it actually won't let so, it. Continue. So do you think like like if you've got you know you know you know like you know if you've got the wife or the girlfriend, and you know it's late at night and you're in bed and, and um, you know she whoever she is, is is talking and you just drift off, like do, do you think that it pauses that conversation so that the next morning like you haven't really missed anything? That uh, like trouble. You know what? It just it's so great if it would be like. <laughs> it would be like it, it could record the conversation. Yeah, you yeah, know? That, I mean, that would be key, right? That would be key. Or even better yet, can it give you a little, uh, you know, can there be a setting where you tap on the heel that gives you a little jolt of electricity so it keeps you awake so you don't oh, get yeah, in trouble? Yeah. Oh. I, I think there's a lot of customizations that could happen with this. I'm, I, I think that this is the future, man. This is this is what yes. we need. Um, yeah. And then we can parlay this into like a, an entire industry around truck drivers who need to stay awake that don't, so we don't feed them amphetamines so they can get to the end of the uh, end of their road. Um, man, I, I see huge. This is just the beginning of a yes. huge movement in electroshock therapy to keep you awake. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you happen to fall asleep, the one thing that I didn't say is that if you are just in a really great state of meditative, meditative relaxation, like you've got you've got your actual watching groove on and you're not asleep, you're wide awake, but you just haven't moved like my kids who don't blink and move when the TV is on. Uh, there's also a way to disengage that. So if it says, hey, look, it's about to pause, you can actually like tap your toe or something like that and it will stop it from pausing. Nice. So uh, you know, just every once in a while, yeah. make sure you're awake. That is uh, Netflix. Do it yourself. I like it. Netflix making socks to turn off your stream uh, so you don't miss any of the shows. Maybe saves you some money as well. That's good. Netflix. Netflix, baby. All right, those are the top five stories of the week brought to you by our sponsor, Samsung. Go to insights.samsung.com. Uh, they're focused on helping businesses succeed and move forward through collaborative ingenuity. And we talked about this quite a bit on the first time, first episode they sponsored a couple of weeks ago. Um, and what 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 their their spot is here? Uh, you know what I love about insights.samsung.com is that these are there are resources for everybody. You don't have to be a Samsung owner. You don't have to uh, have an affinity for the products. You don't have to have an affinity for the company. The quality, of the content there is amazing and i think that you guys will find some tremendous value if you just go to insights.samsung.com and they cover our industries retail uh, finance education and healthcare, and these are all the industries that are being disrupted right now today and over and over and over again by what's going on in the marketplace it's kind of crazy what's happening in all these industries so they work with businesses to drive success together and you guys can get the benefit of that because they do a lot of research and post it up to insights.samsung.com and that is what one of our resources is right now this is uh, you know you know they bring these things to us and i'm i'm so thankful that they do because it fits really well into who you guys are and what our business is the resource that i'm going to draw attention draw your attention to this week is 
a, uh, a little four-page white paper that says how displays are raising the game at sports concession counters. And so they, this is, it's a little case study. Um, and they make the case for displays. They talk about how it increases fan, the fan experience. Uh, and they actually use, these are case studies. So these are actual numbers, actual um, stadiums, and, uh, and how it, these displays benefited uh, the, the fan base and the organizations that put them in there. So the show links, they're so ridiculous that I can't read it out here. You'll have to go to untether.tv. You'll have to get to this. This is episode number 264. And you can actually get to, uh, and I'll provide a link to this white paper. The thing is also, you can just go to insights.samsung.com and search for whatever, how displays are raising the game at sports concession counters. So that's our resource brought to you by our sponsor, Samsung. Go to insights.samsung.com. We thank Samsung for being here. Thank you. Yes. We love the Samsung. We love the Samsung. Hopefully you guys get some of that stuff in your stockings. Samsung stockings. Yes. All right. Let's see if you got to sit down with Gary Johnson, my friend. Uh, yes. Love, love Gary. So, yeah, Gary's the guy. You might know Rob and I have talked a number of times. Gary, Gary. you know, was, when we first changed the show, well, not first, but when we went to the most recent show format change in terms of, you know, how we do the stories and kind of shortening up the show a little bit. Gary wrote into us, you know, complaining that, you know, the show was too short now because he, you know, he would listen to the show on his uh, on his workout run and you know he had he had this perfectly timed so that uh, you know he'd run you know the hour or whatever however long the show was and good for him that was it and then now like the show's shorter and he feels like you know we're 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 cutting his workout short and you know whatever anyways he's let us know about this over the years over the last year I should say and um, we appreciate the feedback Gary we love you and uh, I thought well. You know, why don't we hear from Gary himself and 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 not just about his run, but what he's doing <laughs> and why this show is so important to him. And uh, so uh, Gary works for Esri uh, in Australia, and uh, I thought I'd sit down with him this week and just have a little chat. So here he is, Gary Johnson from Esri, Australia. Well, it's that time of the week where we get to have a special guest, and I'm really excited this week because uh, we've mentioned a few times this guy named Gary Johnson, who's uh, always on, uh, you know, on his uh, his workout run and trying to keep up uh, with watching our podcasts uh, while he's doing that. And here he is; he's on, actually on the show this week. So, welcome to Gary Johnson, who's the uh, chief solution strategist for Esri in Australia. Gary, welcome to the show. Thanks, Asif. It's great to be here, and yeah, thanks for the call outs previously, as I've been trying desperately to make it to the office in time whilst listening to your podcast. Um, it's it's a, it, you know, I really do enjoy listening to the podcast because for us at Esri, we're all about geography and location. We're about helping businesses make better decisions through location. We provide that technology, data and know-how for people when they want to work with location. And you know, for those that don't know who we are, we're the world's biggest provider of geographic information system technology. And have been doing this for 40 years now. Yes, so you're not a startup. No, we wouldn't call ourselves that. Although, it, often in the retail world especially, our name would be as well known as many of the startups. For sure, for sure. And I mean, you work with a ton of startups as well. So, um, But we'll get, we'll get to that in a second. So one, one thing that uh, I, I know you're really, really interested in talking about is kind of the difference in terms of how you and Esri see 
location-based marketing versus proximity uh, marketing. Can, can you give us a little bit of insight into how you think about that? Yeah, I suppose for us, location-based marketing is a huge area of work that we've been involved in for many years. It involves everything from understanding where to place a store to meet the local marketplace, how to advertise to reach your customers or, or put the right products in place. And recently, I think because of the excitement around beacons and smartphone technology, there's been a real push to what I call proximity-based marketing, which is that I walk into a store, there's a beacon, and it sends me a message. Or I'm walking through a mall and I'm getting some notifications about specials in the area. And for me, that's just proximity-based because it often misses out the whole concept of understanding a customer and their relationship with the world around them. And for me, location helps you understand where people live, where they work, where they play, where they shop, and their motivations for being in all those places. So it's a huge topic that has recently has been narrowed down into this view around proximity. And I think now it's our role to really broaden that thinking out again to everything you can do with location. Fantastic. I mean, and I think you're, you're quite right. I mean, I, I don't disagree with, with any of that. I think proximity being, you know, really that, that truly local engagement type of stuff, you know, where location is really about, you know, the data that gives it more, you know, more relevance and context, you know, around, you know, all, all that, uh, the engagement piece, uh, you know, is enabled by. So yeah, tr truly, uh, hear what you're saying, uh, in, in that framework. Now you guys, speaking of startups, while you're not a startup, you're a 40 year old company, you do work with startups and you actually have a program, uh, for startups. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, the Esri Startup Program has been around for a year or so now, and it's a free three-year program that gives emerging businesses the, the tools to build mapping and location analytics capabilities into their products. Um, we do this to really promote the fact that location is now core to so many applications. You'll, you'll be hard pushed to find a smartphone app that isn't using your location these days. And Esri, as that provider of the world's leading uh, geographic information systems technology, wants to make sure that we're supporting startups. And in Australia in particular, where I look after, we're really out there trying to find the startups that are going to benefit the best from including location in their products. There's a great startup that um, we've been working on recently that some people may have heard of called RainCheck. They provide an uh, an online to offline service that takes the customer from viewing a website and looking at products on there to being able to say, well, oh, this is something I'm interested in and I'd like to be reminded the next time I'm near a store that has this in stock. So it really bridges that online browsing right through to the offline purchasing or the, the digital piece as we've started to call it um, recently. And they're part of the startup program and for them it's about us being able to provide them the know-how and um, specialist consulting around how to use location as well as access to all our technology and data as well. Fantastic. Now you mentioned also that you know um, while retail is you know not necessarily you know the number one vertical for uh, for Esri as a company I mean as a 40 year old company you've done a ton of work in telecoms, in automotive, in insurance companies, healthcare 
public sector type stuff, you know, a whole range of industries you work in. Uh, perhaps you can tell us a little bit about, you know, if we park retail on the side for a moment, uh, you know, what you're doing in, in maybe healthcare and automotive and some of these other industries that might be interesting. Yeah. Just before I do, I want to say we do do lots of work in retail. Yeah, yeah no, I, re- I realize that. So. <laughs> but, uh, but moving on to, yeah, I mean, um, banking is a great example as well. And, and something we're working on with one of the, the biggest banks here in Australia right now is how you can connect the patterns of behavior in someone as they're moving around to being able to promote products to them. Now, the banks for a long time have been looking at your transaction history and thinking about how they can identify life events like the birth of a new child or moving to a new house, these types of things that allow them to market products. But now we're looking at how can you use location to do that same thing. So the example here is if a customer has been visiting car lots, so you've seen that they've been going from one car lot to the next, this is the right time to be able to target a car loan to them. So being able to then, whether it's through email or through their app on their phone, be able to say, you notice you've been looking at cars recently, here's our, home, uh, here's our car loan. And you can do the same thing with home loans as well, for visiting real estate agents, or, or at least visiting properties that you know are on the market for sale at the moment, allows you to make the offer of the home loan. Very good, very good. And does that apply also in, in, the, in the insurance sector? Um, yeah, we're doing some really exciting things in, in the health insurance sector at the moment, where we're looking at how you can use the, the motivations that are delivered through location-based messaging to help people improve their activity levels. And this, for me, is a great use of advertising for good, if you like. It's about how you get to say to people, you know, you're at work, you haven't been doing much exercise today, it's time for you to go for a walk. Make that next meeting a walking meeting. Or on your way home from work, get off the train and stop early and walk the rest of the way. I think it's a a beautiful matching of location-based messaging with improving people's health. I like it, I like it. The uh, advertising for good, wow. I mean... uh... It's, it seems like an oxymoron, isn't it? But, uh, you know, it, it does happen. There is a lot of advertising for good out there. And um, I, that's one thing on the show that Rob and I try to focus on is trying to pull out, you know, these good news, these charitable use cases around uh, advertising, um, which we're, we're seeing more and more and aren't, aren't highlighted enough. So I'm glad you guys are uh, see, see that opportunity as well. Maybe as a last thought, if you could just give us a sense of, uh, you know, for those of us who are uh, in North America, you know, what is the market for location-based uh, services like in, in Australia at the moment? Is it uh, uh, still in its infancy? Is it maturing? Where, where are we at? Yeah, the first thing to comment on is Australian retail in general and the change that's happening there. For a long time, distance and the different seasons we have here has protected us from global competition. Um, but more recently, department stores have been challenged by H&M, Zara, Sephora, Uniqlo, all coming into Australia. So the competitive landscape has changed dramatically. People are looking for that way to differentiate. I'd say that location-based services is still early. People are still in the data collection mode. Um, the actual desire to push messaging to people is still something that maybe culturally we're not quite aligned with. So. That's why I focus so much on helping businesses understand the data they're collecting rather than necessarily thinking about how you push a message to somebody. 
Cool. Well, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, that there's, I mean, from our perspective, we see location being, you know, increasingly relevant all over the world. And uh, Australia is no exception to that. From the LBMA's point of view, you know, we're big plans for 2016 in terms of growing in, in that market. So looking forward to seeing you face to face. But uh, again, for our audience, uh, we've been chatting with Gary Johnson, who's the uh, chief uh, strategic st- um, solution strategist for um Uh, Esri in Australia. So Gary, thanks so much for taking a few minutes out of your day. Uh, It's Monday morning for you. I know it's Sunday for me, but uh, we're uh, we're happy uh, over the holidays to uh, to be chatting with you. Thanks, Asif. I really enjoyed it. All right. Have a a, a safe uh, and wonderful holiday with uh, you and your family. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right. Take care. All right. Thanks, Gary. We really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we, we love hearing from you uh, and uh, we love just getting some insight into what's going on in the uh, Australian market as well. So thanks. Gary. So I, I don't think this episode will go a full hour. So should we just, you know, not say anything for the next 10 minutes? It'll just be a silent. We, we, yeah, we can just. Yeah, absolutely. We we'll just yeah. leave it. Leave it silent. We're not going to say anything, but consider that the <laughs> podcast is still running, Gary. We're just not going to say anything. OK, there enjoy you your run. I'm just joking. All right. All right. Thank you, Gary. Now, let's jump into what we call the member news. Now, if you guys are out there and you're members and you're like, hey, wait a second. I'm a total member of the LBMA, right? I pay my dues. How many organizations now are members? 1,200? Like 1,100. Yeah. So, like, you're one of those 1,100 organizations out there. You're like, yeah. Talk to us, man. Tell us what's going on. There's some kind of news I should be sharing. This is where you share it with Asif at the LBMA.com. He will put it right in here. The top five stories from Promise. the members. Promise. Promise. Swear to yes. God. Swear to God. So yeah. don't, don't. East Street Band is not a member, though. I cannot believe I can't that. believe. But, oh, anyway. but did you see? Wait, 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 wait. SNL. They were on Saturday Night Live. Did you stay up yeah. late and yeah, watch I, it? I, I, saw, I saw it. Oh, so was God. Kenny Rogers, though, but you know. Oh, but you know what else? It was like, yeah, and Paul McCartney was out there. And <laughs> uh, and I saw him the night, like it was late week last week because he was also, Springsteen was also on, um, on, uh, on the late night show. Yes. The late show. Yeah, so he did like a New York little tour, and then he did yeah. SNL and did three songs so, on SNL. So so, yeah. Anyway, carry anyway. on with the member news, All my right, friend. Member news number one: factual. Mentioned them earlier. Great data company, uh, uh, and basically they announced this week that they've raised thirty-five million bucks. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. second round funding for them, um, and uh, this is money coming from Alt Point Ventures, Andreas and Horowitz, Data Collective, Haystack Partners, Heritage Group, Index Ventures, Miramar Ventures, Tamarisk Global, and Upfront Ventures, as well as some individuals with lots of cash in their pockets. Um, this has uh, bring bring the total uh, raised for factual to sixty two million dollars to date and uh, exciting times. So this is going to help them grow uh, the number of publishers they're working with, their engineering team, um, and partner network. And uh, yeah, we're uh, we're excited for factual that they're there. Hopefully, we'll see them at retail local in South, at South by Southwest. Uh, they're always a big uh, supporter of the LBMA, and we appreciate it. So thirty five million dollars uh, for factual this week. Second story, our good friends at Mondelez, the uh, makers of some of the world's best chocolate and cookies and chewing gum and, I don't know, just things that we, you know, we probably don't need but we love, Um, especially at this time of year at Christmas when you got all that lovely Cadbury chocolate, one of my favorite anyways. Um, But, uh, yeah, the uh, in Australia, speaking of Australia, maybe Gary can verify this for us. 
there's something called the Cherry Ripe campaign going on. So Cherry Ripe, I guess, is, uh, is, is a chocolate. Uh, we don't have this in Canada. But uh, they teamed up with PosterScope and Amnet uh, over there to do uh, a very first uh, live data, real-time facial recognition campaign at gas station pumps through uh, kind of, you, you know, you ever seen those video screens on the pump, the pump top TV networks, uh, or in, in the U.S. we have gas station TV. And so this is something similar. So they're using Val Morgan's outdoor um, system, audience measurement system called DART. And what they're doing is, is they're looking at historical data, identifying cherry ripe target audience customers, and they can tell when, you know, this audience is paying attention to the screen, um, you know, above these pumps. And then when that happens, then they, they deliver the, uh, you know, the, the ad in, in, in real time. So this is all real time audience measurement, real time ad delivery. Uh, this is the true sense of what we talk about when we talk about programmatic advertising in out of home. Uh, and, and this kind of real time, you know, use of facial recognition and measurement and all this coming together is the first time I, I'm aware of that this has been done, especially at a gas station kind of uh, TV type network. So great stuff going on there. Gary, you know, if you, if you have a few seconds, go to uh, one of these places, uh, I guess it's Amnet, uh, and uh, let us know if, this, if, if, this, if you experience the cherry ripe for yourself. Uh, you know, in, in real time, and uh, maybe even you know, send us a video or something. That'd be cool, right, Rob? That'd be very cool. Gary, yeah. get on it. Now so he's there working, you go. Now he's Scope, Mondelez, and Amnet working together um, to uh, to deliver a programmatic advertising at Pump Top uh, in gas stations in Australia. Number three, Facebook. Yeah, you know, they're still around. They're growing. Uh, they're uh, ramping up their business offerings. It seems week by week right now. Um, uh, within the Messenger app, and uh, this week they announced a partnership with Uber, uh, and this is interesting. So you, you might know that you know, you can transfer money in, uh, in in Messenger now, peer to peer money transfers. You can book a, a dinner reservation with Open Table integration and all this stuff. But now you have transportation built into this, so now you can actually book your reservation for the restaurant and order an Uber to get there. Uh, all integrated within the uh, Facebook Messenger app. And, and by that, I mean tr integrated. You don't need to even have the Uber app. You can just log into your Uber account through Facebook Messenger and, and actually pay for the, uh, the Uber right through Messenger itself. So this is like true, like, you know, tight integration that's going on here. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's, it, it's brilliant. I don't know uh, if they're taking a piece of the revenue or I haven't heard any details around that yet, I assume. That is the case uh, for Facebook, but uh, you know, um, it just makes sense that uh, you know, for the millions of people out there who are on Facebook Messenger, to start to have all these integrated services all tied into one one place. And I know for Rob, you know, this is probably something you would use, right? I, you know, I wonder about this because um, this appless economy. I really like that, um, and you know, certainly what what Facebook is trying to do is turn. Their messenger into an operating system, and we've yeah, seen a whole bunch of the Uber app, right? exactly, right? Uh, but like, I don't know if you can do it on mobile or not yet, and I'm not yeah. sure if uh, if it's available up here in Canada, which is very frustrating, right? Yes. So I, I would I would like this. We'll, I we think, will find out. But like, you know, I'm I'm also not a uh, a messenger. Predominantly, messenger is not my means of communication. So, like, I think that there's there's definitely this this opens up. Um, 
huge possibilities. But I like I'm I'm also saying that it would be great if Apple did this with their iMessage platform, and I think that you'll start to see that these roll yeah. out as you go. But yeah, but certainly, well, I, I can tell you just from conversations with folks here in locally uh, that are responsible for BlackBerry Messenger, yeah, like the BBM network. That they are absolutely looking at, you know, how to kind of grow BBM through business services and 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 these type of things as well. So, not that there's a ton of libraries uh, out there, but BBM itself is still a, a pretty powerful platform from a messaging point of view. Yeah, and uh, and you know, it, it gives me hope. Like in Toronto this week, a good friend of mine, uh, Nick Quain, launched the Ride app. Yes. Um, and it's like the anti-Uber. It's about cab drivers, right? It's yeah. about bringing together all public transportation. Uh, including cabs and buses and and putting it all in one app and then and then hailing a cab the same way like it's like a halo was try, right, tried to do yeah. in Toronto, um, but uh, Nick's a very smart guy uh, from Cell Wand. Uh, he he was one of my first guests on Untethered.tv many yeah. years ago. Just great, a great, guy. great guy. And and um and and so like the the challenge for these guys who are emerging like this are are to take the ride app and and maybe you know BlackBerry Messenger and start to integrate that way right so that mm -hmm. there's you know, it, it's BlackBerry right now is low hanging fruit. It's like, come on, come on. It's like, yeah. it's like the really drunk girl uh, you know, or guy at one o'clock in the morning when the bars are shutting down, right? It's like, please, please, please. And, and that's what BlackBerry is to me in my head, right? At this moment, it's like desperate for anybody. Um, and, and not saying that, so I would take opportunities to, to integrate into as many of these services as possible. And uh, it, would, it would be cool to see the ride get integrated into Messenger or into into uh, iMessage or into something like that or into BlackBerry. I think it'll be, yeah. be pretty cool. Anyways, didn't want to hijack the story, but that, go, go Nick! Yeah, no worries. Yeah. All right, jumping on to our fourth story. Now, if you have little kids and you have the, the whole sort of wonder of Christmas and the North Pole and Santa Claus and Rudolph and all that st sort of stuff, um, I'm sure, you know, your kids like wish that they could actually go to the North Pole and see Santa's workshop and see how it all works and, and how all these toys get made and the elves and the snowmen and the reindeer and everything. Well, guess what? If you live in the United States in a few certain markets and you're near uh, one of these JCPenney stores, you can actually do that now. So uh, basically from now, from December the 5th until the 24th, uh, at uh, JCPenney stores at locations in the Bronx, Columbus, Ohio, Glendale, Arizona, and Springfield, uh, Virginia, they have something going, uh, um, an Oculus Rift uh, setup going on. Uh, it's called the, it was the Flight Before Christmas, and it basically, you put on a headset and you're transported to Santa's workshop. And you can see what's actually happening there, for real. I, I, I mean, awesome. That's pretty cool. So they're looking at this as a way to drive traffic to the stores, obviously. Uh, it's being promoted, speaking of Facebook. Um, the way they've been promoting the, the availability of this, uh, of this Oculus Rift uh, program is through geo-targeted Facebook ads. So they're using location-based ads on Facebook to promote this to, to folks that... Uh, or uh, that they think might be a relevant audience for this. So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool stuff. And those ads are like, even the ads themselves are virtual reality, like real FX type of uh, videos and things like that. So, pretty cool. So, there you go. JCPenney taking it to Santa's workshop. And our final story now, another retailer. Uh, we haven't talked about these guys for a while. Best Buy. 
you know, we've talked about all their struggles, uh, fighting Amazon on showrooming and all that sort of stuff. And I think the last time I talked about these guys is, you know, and, and talked about the whole show, showrooming thing. You could Rob could probably wind back the the clock in the episodes and find me saying this because I know I've said this before that you know the best way for them to fight this stuff is to focus on their services business things like Geek Squad and you know um, you know trying to show that they have a lot of expertise in helping people fix the stuff not just buy the stuff and you can't buy you know you you can't you know take your computer to an Amazon store and get it fixed. But you can take it to a Best Buy store and, and, and have Geek Squad look at it or come to you to, to take a look at it. And to promote this, what they've done over this holiday season is at Minneapolis St. Paul International Airport, if you arrive there and you have some technical problem, you know, uh, and the example that they gave is like a, a guy was traveling um, on holiday from France, I think. And he arrived there and he couldn't remember what to do about international roaming and all this sort of stuff. So he was going to, when he got off the plane, he was going to actually call AT&T or call, you know, the, the carrier to find out, you know, how, how he could minimize his charges. And instead, to a welcome surprise, there was Geek Squad on site at Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. A bunch of Geek Squad, you know, dressed up in their outfits, people available to help people for no charge, just to kind of show them that, you know, this technical expertise is available. And by the way, it's also available in Best Buy stores um, at a Best Buy near you. So I think it's a brilliant way to kind of, you know, focus the attention on the services business and uh, and to try and ramp up the revenue side on that because that has been in decline for them. And I think it's, I still think it's one of the places where they can uh, differentiate and grow. So there you go. Geek Squad live and on site at Minneapolis St. Paul Airport. Jeez, it's like they're listening to you. I yeah, somebody is. Somebody out there listening to Asif Khan. Yeah, yeah. There you go. The member news. The top five items. Why wasn't your news item in those top fives? I don't want to scold you anymore, but make it a New Year's resolution to talk more to us and make sure that we can help you promote what it is that you're doing, especially if you're members, right? Like, exactly. they got a conduit. You have Asif's email address. It is his real email address. It is. It's just Asif at thelbma.com. It's easy. My goodness. My goodness. And for those of you who are new to this episode, welcome. And that is his real email address. Mine is robinuntether.tv. It's the way to reach us. People are always like, I can't believe you responded. Well, you know what? It's weird. It's weird. But... Yeah. And by the way, just because Samsung is sponsoring this show, this show and yes. we love them for it. We do. You know, if you are a member or you're not a member and you feel... Like in the in the holiday spirit, like you want to reach out to Rob and I, you don't have any member news, you just want to get your name out there, you want to get the word out there, we are open to other sponsors as well. Bring it here. Bring, bring it in. Bring it here. So, yeah. We'll take it. We ain't too proud to beg. I'm like that drunk guy at 1 o'clock in the morning looking to go home or something. Yeah. Are you that person? Sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. We're ready. How's that for a pitch? <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. This is a good time to end the show, isn't it? To see if we got, uh, this is it. This is the, the last Can you real... tell Rob's into the eggnog already? Exactly. He started drinking yesterday. Been yeah. off for a while. Um, this is really like, so three days away from Christmas, then we get into our prediction show. So this is the last news show of the year. And uh, it's also the last show before uh, we, we kick it high into uh, into Christmas season. Like this is high, high Christmas mode as we go in. I got to go out and get some Christmas presents. That's yes. what I got to do. 
So, um, you know, on behalf of, uh, of, of myself, I, I hope everybody has a great Christmas because that's what this is. It's Christmas season. Enjoy it. Spend some time with your family. Eat lots of turkey. Don't drink and drive, but drink and be merry and uh, don't get yes. into any fights with your family. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, whatever holiday you're celebrating right now, you know, we wish you the best. It's a holiday, though. Like, no bone, no bones. It's a holiday for everybody. Yeah, that's, enjoy that's it. It's just the way it is. Decompress and gear yeah. up for 2016 because it's bound to be a great year. Uh, 2015, I find like the odd years are always tough, right? Even years for me have been a little bit better, I think. Um, I'll probably go back on that this time next year. I'll say, oh, you know, odd years are always tough. Even or, or, uh, even years are always tough. Odd years are always better for me. So, uh, you know, but, uh, but hang out with your family. Enjoy it. Uh, it goes by very quickly as I watch my kids who are cresting their 10th year in life and I cannot believe it. Um, so just enjoy, stop, decompress, enjoy the time. And don't forget to get those socks from Netflix so you can actually uh, not miss any of your shows. That's, that's the best thing. Quality time with the family in front of Netflix. Hmm. Anything else to say, AK? That's all I got. All right, I'm going to send this out as the way that I should be sent out, which is the only way it should be sent out, with this little guy born in Freehold, New Jersey, uh. right, singing one of the most classic songs. My kids actually ask for this by name. At least I, in my mind, I think that they ask for this by name. And it goes something like this. You better not shout. You better not cry. Take it away, Bruce. We'll see you next year. For the next news item, we'll see you next week for our predictions. If you got any, reach out to me, Rob at Untether.tv, or Asif at TheLBMA.com. Send them along the way. Get away, Bruce. Asif, Merry Christmas, buddy. Merry Christmas.
Say